Hi everyone, welcome back to the final episode of the High Point 101 podcast, where we have been gaining an in-depth understanding of what it looks like to be a participating member of the Body of Christ here at High Point Church. I'm Jason Horton, the pastoral intern at High Point, and in this episode, Tim Check, our pastoral fellow, along with Mark Finley, Bill Taylor, and Kent Rawhauser, who are all currently serving as elders at High Point Church, will be discussing missions work as well as High Point Church's history and governance. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, welcome to the HP 101 podcast. I am Tim Check, and this is the fifth podcast, including the introduction, where we get to learn about High Point Church. Uh, we talked about membership, we've talked about our ministry model, talked about our doctrines, and various other things. And, and today we're here talking um, with three different elders on the podcast today. And we'll all be talking about different aspects of of the church, whether that's uh, church history or the governance of the church. Or to start, uh, I'm joined by Mark Finley, and we'll be having a conversation about the GMT, the Global Missions Team. And uh, Mark, just give you a chance to introduce yourself. Uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and and how long you've been at High Point. Yeah, hi everybody. It's uh, great to be with you today and uh, great to share with you. Yeah, I've been at High Point Church for about 20 years. It'll be 20 years, I think, in August or September that, that we started we started attending. I've been on the elder board for the last five years. I'm in my last year, uh, as you have probably learned. Uh, elders can serve two, three-year terms consecutively. I'm in the second of my two terms, and I'm serving the third year now of my second term. So, I'll be uh, I'll be off the elder board come next uh, spring or next summer, whenever whenever the fiscal year ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's usually up to some to some uh, uh, debate about that. But at any rate, um, uh, and for the past three years on the elder board, I've served as uh, chairman of the uh, global missions team. Awesome. Well, yeah, again, thanks for joining me today, Mark, and uh, excited for... Always a pleasure, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> excited for you to share uh, with those listening, those interested in becoming members of High Point Church, uh, what the Global Missions Team is, what it does, and uh, maybe at the end we'll talk about how people can get involved if they are interested in doing so. But give us a, a quick overview of what is the Global Missions Team here at High Point Church? Yeah, sure. It's a good good question. Um, well, High Point Church, uh, like many churches, has a missions missions committee or missions board or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we, we've decided to call it the Global Missions Team. Um, it originated back when uh, High Point Church was a Middleton Baptist Church. And I think that we've had a, a missions program for uh, well over 40 years. Um, wow. I'm not exactly sure how long, but it's been a long time. And um, some of the members of our missions uh, missions team now have been on for quite a while. I think we have one couple that have been on for over 20 years. Um, and then there's a number of young people that have been involved in, as well. I've been trying to recruit young people so we can have a diversity of age as well as, uh, as, well as a diversity of experience. But the global missions team um, primarily functions to 
support missionaries in the field. Um, our primary objective is to support missionaries who are internationally based um, and hopefully reaching unreached people groups. Um, that is people who have not had the opportunity to hear the gospel either because of their remoteness or because their uh, the political situations in our countries are not conducive to to spreading the gospel. And that, that's really the case more these days than, than the former. Um, there, there are fewer people who have not actually been exposed to the gospel, but there are many who uh, live in countries where the gospel is either illegal or it's not, uh, it's not proclaimed widely. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> and what does that, what does that look like here at high point? How, what are the main ways that, that, People at High Point or the or the GMT support missionaries abroad. Um, there's there's two main ways. Um, first, uh, that that'll come to everybody's mind, I'm sure, is financial support. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the Global Missions team uh, gets a fairly uh, large chunk of the um, the church budget. Right now, we're running about thirteen and a half percent, a little bit more than thirteen and a half percent of mm-hmm. the church budget, and. Uh, Compared to most churches that I'm aware of, that's a fairly that's a fairly high percentage. I think I think yeah. the average nationally is somewhere between two to two to five percent, depending on on the church. And so, wow. uh, High Point is definitely a missions oriented church. Although I have heard of churches that are up in the thirty to fifty percent range too. Um, but uh, I think on average we are uh, uh, doing very, really well as far as uh, the percentage of our budget for missionaries. Uh, so that leaves um, that leaves room for us to support a number of missionaries in the field. Right now, we have uh, 34 missionaries that we're supporting, um, 11 of which are based internationally. Um, I think 12 of which are domestically based, but their ministries are primarily for international, cross-cultural type things. And then we do support a number of uh, local ministries or domestic ministries on, on U.S. campuses. And support mm-hmm. uh, support staff for the U.S. Uh, uh, campus type ministries, and uh, a lot of those ministries are are focused towards international students. They call it ISM, International Student Ministry. <clears throat> Did I answer your question? Seems like um, there. It's all good. <laughs> we uh, we were talking about. Uh, you said there was two ways that we oh, yes, primarily yes, yes, support them. Yeah, first way is financially. Second mm-hmm. way, uh, which I think is is probably um, at least as important, and probably more important, is that we provide prayer support for our missionaries, and also mm-hmm. we provide um, just emotional uh, support for them uh, through our contacts. Um, probably the the key ingredient to our support in a missionary is relationship. We try to maintain a monthly contact with them. Uh, they send in uh, missionaries from the field from all over the world and all over the country, send in their prayer requests every month, and those are collated by one of our members and then distributed to the Global Missions team and to the congregation. We have a, There's actually a group on the hub for uh, missionary prayer, and anybody can subscribe to that. And so every month, uh, missionaries, well, we ask them to send in three prayer requests and, and two praise requests. And usually we get more prayer requests and lots of praise requests. So um, <laughs> it's usually more than more than three and two. Yeah. But, um, 
we, we maintain our contact with them. And uh, every month at our at our monthly meetings, we pray for all of the missionaries. And then we encourage our members, encourage congregational members to uh, pray as well on a daily basis for them. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. So you mentioned the the group on the hub about the prayer group for the missionaries. That would be one way for someone to to get involved and at least to learn a little bit more about what the missionaries that High Point supports are doing out in the field. Um are there other ways to get involved if um, if somebody listening to this is is passionate about missions and and perhaps they want to join the GMT or or learn what it's about uh, even more in depth? What's what's the best way to go about that? Well, there is more information about our missionaries on the website. Uh, you can you can okay. search on a website for missions and and you'll find some profiles about the mission our missionaries and also there's a pamphlet that we have published. It's uh, it's about two years old now, so it's ready to be updated. But there are actually physical copies of that that can be found in the, in the um, uh, what do you call the, the, I want to say the narthex, you know, the, 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 the welcome center, the welcome center. Yeah. It's, yes. yeah. <laughs> Outside the welcome center, there's a missions board and, and there's a, there's pamphlets in there. And then also I think that pamphlet is online on the, on the website as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can get more involved there. We have our our global missions team meeting on um, the first, or excuse me, the second Wednesday of every month, and uh, anybody's welcome to come to that. Um, if we have sensitive information we're talking about, we may ask them to leave for a little bit. But normally, um, those those meetings are generally information sharing. We try to have a missionary come and join us, either through Zoom or in person. Um, and so we get an we get a live update every month from somebody, um, either a, a individual or a couple out in the field, and uh, so that that's that's great too. I mean, it's really wonderful to to talk to them. Right. Um, and so yeah, anybody's welcome to come to that. Uh, since COVID, we've been meeting online with Zoom meetings, mm-hmm. but uh, if anybody's interested, they can email me or or whatever, and and certainly join us. And just be prepared to pray because we take about a half an hour of our meeting is is dedicated to prayer. We in, yeah. with Zoom we go into breakout rooms and and divide up the list and, and pray for missionaries mm-hmm. and and that's uh, that's a key thing. Our meeting this month is going to be only prayer. We kind yeah. of put aside our agenda items and just uh, want to spend some time and extra time in prayer this month uh, yeah. for them. Awesome. Well, that's that's awesome. And um, and yeah, I think it's encouraging to hear that that high point takes um not just a a vocal interest in, in missions but uh they we we're trying to put our our money where our mouth is and um and and support the work uh that missionaries are doing around the world to to spread the gospel yeah um, you know it, it, it's really great because uh nick is is real mission-minded and um mm-hmm. Manohar on staff uh, is actually a missionary. Right. Um, he has a he has a ministry in India that the, the church supports, and uh, and and so many of the staff have actually been involved in missions. And you yourself have, haven't you, Tim? You, 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 uh, you with the... um, I worked uh, a couple a couple summers with with a missions group. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And I, I remember we had a staff meeting and. And a staff elders meeting a retreat actually, and I asked the question. Uh, I asked people to raise their hands 
um, who had been on short-term mission trips or, or, or even longer mission trips. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody except one person raised their hand. Wow. And one, and one person didn't raise his hand, had been, has been involved in Awana for the last 20 years. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but missions is a great uh, way to jump into ministry. And it gets, mm-hmm. um, I think it kind of, it kind of jumpstarts a person's willingness to, um, uh, to serve the Lord in, in special ways, whether or not right. they continue in missions, it's a good springboard into, into ministry in general. Right. Um, I probably should mention too that the uh, the structure of the GMT we have what we call the full GMT, which is what I referred to before our monthly meetings. We also have a smaller uh, subcommittee called the Executive Committee, um, made up of officers. There'd be the chairman, the vice chair, secretary, treasurer, and then and then uh, short term missions coordinator and uh, events coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> plus our plus our our staff liaison who is Manohar. And then we have a couple of um, uh, kind of trainees on the on the uh, executive committee as well, and the executive committee meets monthly as well um, to do uh, kind of the the mundane business of the of the committee. And then the full GMT meets together for prayer and for updates, and also for some of the major decisions that the committee makes. But uh, awesome. yeah, that's how we're structured. Very good. Well, thanks, Mark. Um, I think that's a great a great picture of what GMT here at High Point looks like. And again, uh, can reach out to to Mark directly, or uh, we can put you in touch with Mark through the church if you're interested in learning more or getting connected. Um, yeah, we'd love to we'd love to have you. So, uh, thanks again, Mark. Uh, appreciate your time, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you soon. You bet. You're welcome, Tim. It's always a pleasure. All right. Great. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the HP 101 class podcast. Um, This is our our second interview of three with elders at High Point Church. I'm now joined by Bill Taylor, and we'll be discussing um, a little bit about the history of High Point the church covenant that was developed at the beginning and um, yeah, just how High Point came to be High Point. So uh, before we get into that, Bill, would you like to introduce yourself and and tell us a little bit about who you are and and how you came to be at High Point? Oh, yes, gladly. Um, Well, as you said, my name is Bill. My wife's name is Diane. Between the two of us, we are 150 years old. We were born, both born in Virginia in the same little town, about halfway between Richmond, Virginia and Raleigh, North Carolina. We moved here in 1968 for me to go to graduate school at the University of Wisconsin. Uh, we thought we'd be gone in four years, but we have lingered on, and here we are. Uh, <laughs> we um, attended some Bible studies at Middleton Baptist uh, in the prehistoric era, the historic era for us when we began attending there on Sunday mornings regularly uh, in 1985. We have three children who at that point were six, six, and five years old. And the main reason that pushed us to attend an organized church was we wanted our children to have experience with other families 
other Christian families in particular, uh, not just us and several single friends where we had we were actually involved in three different Bible studies every week, uh, but not in a larger group. Um, uh, so we've been attending uh, Middleton Baptist, which became High Point, uh, therefore, for almost 35 years. Um, what else was it? Oh, and how long have you been an elder? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Um, so I'm now in my 11th year of being on the elder board. Uh, I think at this moment, I'm the only elder in his 11th year, other than Pastor Nick himself. Uh, there are other elder folks who've been elders much longer than I have, but I just happened to match Nick because I came on the board one year before he became senior pastor, and I've had one year off. Um, mm -hmm. uh, just a little tidbit and uh, Mark, Mark Finley in the last episode uh, mm -hmm. talked about how elders come on for for periods of, of three years at a time, and you can be elected for two two uh, segments of three years. So how many years off do you have to take before you can start that process again? You have to be off, which is a wonderful blessing, uh, for at least a year. Uh, when I got to the end of six years, I was quite exhausted. But mm -hmm. that was probably mostly my fault, because during those six years, I would every now and then say something like this. The rest of you gentlemen all have full-time jobs. I don't. Therefore, and then only more work for me would come out of that sequence of words. <laughs> I, don't, uh -huh. I don't regret it, but I also was ex quite tired uh, by the, right. the end of that six years. Um, so when I was interviewed by the um, elder who was interviewing potential folks to be become elders again he made a strong point to me don't wear yourself out <laughs> mm -hmm. well, I've better recently uh not not saying that same phrase all the time uh, right right awesome well you mentioned uh middleton baptist um becoming high point so uh where where did this church Come from what's the what's the brief history of what we know today as High Point Church? Oh yes, um, well years ago, probably about it's over fifty years now. Um, uh, Faith Community Church, which was located in Monona, uh, desired to plant a church on the west side of Madison, where the Bible was preached, the gospel was believed. You know, people would come into a vital relationship with Jesus Christ, um, and that would be good. In other words, they wanted to make a church somewhat like theirs. Um, and so they sent some people over, uh, and um, which began, I think, believe, meeting in a home, and then eventually a building got built um, on the site, which is now Asbury Methodist Church on University Avenue, right at the junction between Middleton and Madison. Uh, and so mm -hmm. that became Middleton Baptist Church. Uh, it grew um, in size and, 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 and fervor. And eventually, um, the decision was made um, to do two things. One, to move to a new location because the, the thought was that we've outgrown this site uh, pretty much. Uh, and also to change the name because up here in Wisconsin, 
and this is approximate numbers, you know, 50% of people are Catholic, 45% are Lutheran, 5% are nothing, and everybody's afraid of Baptist. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, so we decided to change the name, but not the approach to the scripture and, and so forth. And so the decision, there was a, a congregational vote. Uh, the, the new building was going to be very close to the intersection of Old Sock Road and High Point Road, where, where we think of High Point churches. And so the traditionalists, like me, voted for Old Sock Church, and the people who wanted a name that sounded good voted for High Point Church, and I'm glad the good people won. <laughs> <laughs> well, even though I voted the other way. <laughs> right. Um, I've always wondered that. That's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's how the name came. And mm -hmm. the building was built in 1991. And so when you mm -hmm. walk in the front door over to the right in the wall, there's a, what do you call it, cornerstone, um, which says yep. 1991. Um, so there it is. Awesome. Yeah, that's uh, coincidentally the year I was born. So uh, <laughs> something in common with the building. Um, um, so part of the founding of the church was uh, something that a document we we know today as the church covenant and uh, we've got our you know our constitution and our bylaws uh and all the, the doctrinal things we believe but but what is what is the church covenant and how how does that affect um the the makeup or the the identity of high point church okay the church covenant is Article one of the bylaws, uh, the way I like to think of it is the church covenant is the foundation underneath or underneath everything else. Um, mm -hmm. In that the article two, which is the articles of faith, is what we believe. The church covenant is basically saying this is how we agree to live. Um, mm. A short version of that is what I consider my life verses. Um, Jesus said to his disciples in John chapter 8, If you abide in my word, then you're truly my disciples. You'll know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And he continued. Uh, and so that speaks of reading the scripture, pondering it, thinking it, asking the Lord to teach, teach me about it, uh, and therefore to teach me about him uh, on, on a daily basis. Uh, and then another verse that I consider my life verse is, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So there's mm -hmm. an element of worship uh, that's an uh, integral part of our life as Christians. Uh, so that sort of thing is in the church covenant. There's um, <clears throat> language about we're going to bear with one another and care for one another and not attack one another and, and act in a a way that's like the Lord Jesus. Um, and that's our aspiration. Um, and so I think the church covenant is absolutely fabulous. It sounds like it was written in the early 1960s, but nobody has yet volunteered to uh, rewrite it in modern language without destroying mm -hmm. it. Um, but if somebody would like to do that, it's certainly fine with me if you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, we covered the church covenant at an engage and equip live uh, yes. talk uh nick 
gave a few months ago before before a pandemic hit us. And um, yeah, I believe I believe we have that recorded. So um, I would encourage you if 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 this is something you're interested in um, to go to the Engage and Equip Live uh, or Engage and Equip podcast and find that talk and, and listen to it and really hear the heart behind, yeah, like Bill said, the foundation under uh, the, the doctrines and the beliefs, how we, how we live that out and how we treat each other. It's, yeah. it's quite good. Yes, it um, was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, that's great. Uh, thanks, Bill. We, uh, that is essentially all uh, at least a great introduction to the history of High Point Church, the Church Covenant, um, and uh, and what we're we're looking for here. So uh, any any stories to to leave us off with? Uh, Anything you remember that that stands out to you about something that makes High Point or formerly Middleton Baptist uh, unique in the city? Um, Anything that comes to mind? Um, well, one thing that especially blessed me the first few Sundays we attended Milton Baptist was here we are in a group of several hundred people who love to sing wonderful songs. And mm. my voice was just one voice among many. When we were having our three Bible studies a week, usually there'd be maybe four to eight people. And my voice would be 50% of the volume because I have a strong voice and many those particular set of friends did not. And so it was absolutely wonderful to be in a, uh, a group of Christians who were worshiping God. And, and, and I was just one of the, the people. Uh, and that was just really wonderful. Um, let me give one other little story. Pastor um, Sisson, one Sunday, noticed that they did not have enough communion servers. And at that point, Diane and I were not members of the church. We were attending every Sunday, involved in Bible midweek things. We were doing everything that members do, except uh, voting in in the membership meetings or congregational meetings. Um, And he asked me to serve communion, which is most extraordinary because Baptists follow the rules quite well, and you know, he had to be a deacon uh, to serve communion. Um, but he did not know that that particular Sunday, for whatever reason, I've totally forgotten, I just felt real down. And mm-hmm. when he asked me to serve communion, it was like Jesus putting his arms around me and giving me a big hug and saying, mm-hmm. I love you. And that, you know, Pastor Susan had no idea until I told him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <And> he was <laughs> blessed. <laughs> but so it was, was a wonderful moment. And there have been lots of, you know, moments like that. Um, mm-hmm. Another one, we uh, we were in the choir. Um, and one year we we sang the hell, the um, the Messiah. And so part of that, of course, is singing the Hallelujah Chorus. And when I was singing the Hallelujah Chorus, uh, I only sang approximately half of it because the other half I was crying because it was so beautiful mm. <laughs> and wonderful. Um, and so I have a lot of good memories of <clears throat> being over there on University Avenue. Um, and I'm sure many other people do. Uh, 
but we're now at the point where very few people at High Point actually know anybody who was at Middleton Baptist at the very beginning. And we were not there right. at the very beginning. Uh, <clears throat> I suspect there's maybe a dozen people who've heard all the various preachers who have preached at Middleton Baptist and High Point who have heard all of them. Uh, we have, mm -hmm. uh, but we'll probably never hear two or three of them ever again. Uh, yeah. So, but the Lord's kingdom is moving on uh, and Faith Baptist um, set in motion a, a work of God's kingdom on this side of town that's, that's going strong. Um, mm. For those who don't know, Faith Baptist is now Monona Oaks. Uh, so if you went looking for Faith Baptist, you wouldn't find it. But if you look for Monona Oaks, you will. Um, mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thanks, Bill. I appreciate those. Uh, and uh, thanks for... Thanks for being on the, the podcast with us today and um, You're welcome. appreciate your time. Yeah. yeah, thank you for letting me do it. Hey everybody, welcome back to the HP 101 podcast. I am doing the third of three interviews with elders at High Point Church and right now I'm joined by Kent Rawhauser, and we will be chatting about the role of an elder at High Point Church. What is what is the elder board at High Point? What does an elder do? Um, Kent, go ahead and, and introduce yourself uh, to start. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been at High Point. Hi, well, my name's Kent Rawhauser. I'm uh, the current chair of the elder board at High Point Church. Uh, Lynn, my wife, and I have been um, attending slash members of High Point for a little over 20 years, like 22 years. Um, I've been on the Elder Board. This is my second term on the Elder Board, so I've been on the Elder Board a little over four years, four, four and a half years uh, as an elder. Okay, that's great. And almost every church in America has an Elder Board. Um, and there are different styles of church governance, and ours chooses to be run um, by an elder board. Uh, what What is the elder board at High Point Church? How do we uh, describe the elder board or the role of an elder at High Point? So um, uh, elders at High Point Church, uh, we follow the biblical model that, that elders um, are like pastors. If you, if you talk with Pastor Nick, Pastor Nick would would look at you if you're an elder and say, you're a pastor just like I am. And please don't be scared like that by that because it scared me because I'm not a pastor like <laughs> Pastor Nick is. Um, but in essence, biblically, an elder and a pastor are, <clears throat> are considered the, 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 the same thing. So what, is a, mm -hmm. what does a pastor do? What does an elder do? So an, an elder, first of all, is, um, is, is a man of good standing within the church based on the, the biblical standard for, uh, for, a, for an elder. So what do we look at? We look for uh, men who genuinely, genuinely are a little bit older, uh, simply because um, uh, to be an elder and to have young kids is, is a challenge because it takes some time to be an elder. Um, mm -hmm. And then we're looking for, you know, experience, you know, elders, um, just that you're supposed to be a little bit older and have a little more life experience, a little more 
uh, experience within you know within church and um, you know look at your your marriage and and uh, your kids and how you serve or have served at at High Point Church. Um, one of the qualifications at High Point is that you you have to be a member of High Point Church for at least three years before you can become an elder. Um, and then what's your involvement in the church? We're, we're looking for men who um, in all ways within the church, excuse me, have been, have been involved um, either, you know, volu- volunteering to, to teach or to, to mentor, or um, they get involved somehow uh, within the, the service and with, uh, with all the different things that happen with the service or um, the numerous things, you know, the small groups and, or being a small group leader or being just a, uh, just being a Bible study uh, leader. So there's mm-hmm. a, a large picture that we look at to find men who can be, be elders or shepherds of high point church. Right. And then, yeah, that is a, perhaps a little different than a lot of other churches. Um, I've, I've been a part of churches where the elder board is, is simply uh, more of a trustee board where they kind of just facilitate things. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's different than the the pastor shepherding role that, that the elders at high point take. Um, what, how does that serve the congregation better? So, so we have, I'm glad you brought that up, Tim, because as the elder board over the last, uh, the last four years or so that, that I've been an elder, it, there's been a shift in exactly what an elder and what the expectations of the elder board is because of the way the church has grown. Um, when I first got, got involved, we did more, uh, you could say trustee or more involved in, in the, the, the nuts and bolts, the, 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 the day-to-day operations of the church. And as mm-hmm. the church has grown, uh, two things have happened. One, we've 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 had to hire staff to take care of day to day, more day to day operations, and it's also meant that that elders need to be more shepherding. They need to be more involved with what's going on with the members of the church, and not. Uh, all right, we've got a budget. You know, here's a, a a line item detail in a budget. You know, I I need to know where that where that comes from. Um, mm-hmm. So although we we still see the budget, go over the budget, approve the budget, uh, our focus is more about the people and, and the health and the growth of, of the people of High Point Church than it is mm. about, you know, where's every penny at that we're spending. Right, right. That's awesome. So what is the, what is the structure of the elder board? Um, I know there's a few leadership positions as well. Can you speak a little bit to those? Yeah, the provision at, at High Point is we can have uh, uh, anywhere from nine to thirteen lay uh, elders. So that's somebody that's a that's elected by the church, nominated and elected and, and, and approved by the church. Um, and then we have two members of the elder board that are uh, the senior pastor and the senior associate pastor. So we could have as many as fifteen voting elders. Uh, currently, we have. 10. We have nine elected. And then Pastor Nick, um, right now, because Pastor Lloyd was the senior associate, associate uh, pastor, we're, we're not making mm-hmm. a, a vote to, to change Mike's title so we can actually have Mike as a senior associate pastor. 
it's not going to change what he does. It's simply a, a constitution slash bylaw thing to, to right. have the right number on the board. Mm -hmm. And um, so you are the elder chairman. Um, what are yeah. what other roles playing to that? Sorry. Um, yes. So we have a, a, a chair, we have a vice chair, a secretary and a treasurer. <clears throat> so real, real simply chair um, uh, runs the, the elder meeting, runs the, the congregational meetings, uh, meets and talks a lot with, with uh, Pastor Nick and Pastor Mike as far as what's going on from a, a little bit higher level. Um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, when I say higher level, like a, a 30,000, 10,000 foot view instead of, you know, down in what's going on in, in the day to day. Mm -hmm. um, then the vice chair, uh, vice chair, the, the hope with the vice chair is that we're, we're teaching him and grooming him so he can become the chair. Uh, so duties for him help, uh, um, are his normal duties within the uh, within the church, and I, I, Luke Hershey is our, our current, and Luke is a, a small group leader, and and when he became vice chair, so so one of with the meeting, Luke's number one uh, two things that he does. One, he makes sure that the agenda is set, and that any agenda items uh, that we have in an elder meeting, if there's any materials that are needed to be there. Uh, uh, Luke will, will make sure that all of that is is there, so that that we have a chance to read that uh, before uh, an elder meeting, and then when a presentation is done, we can we can discuss whatever the the topic might be, and then he, he um, also within the meeting we we always do some kind of a, of a devotional, so he um, solicits and gets one of the elders to to, to do a devotional. Um, each, uh, every other week we meet every two, uh, the, what we meet the first and third, uh, Tuesdays of, of the month. And we have a treasurer and a treasurer does just what you'd think. A treasurer oversees a finance committee. Um, and the finance committee is, is both volunteers within the church. Plus, um, the business director, Brandon Ellis happens to be the, that person right now. Um, mm -hmm. uh, that's who makes up the finance committee. And then they, he, his job is to keep, a, um, uh, a, an eye on what's going on financially within the church. And then we have a secretary, uh, uh, which is Brooks Boyd and Brooks does a, does a wonderful job. Um, uh, so Brooks's job is, you know, is minutes. He also does the, uh, parliament, the parliamentary procedures, Robert's rules. So if you've ever been to a meeting, uh, whatever it is, you often see me turning around, looking at Brooks, and, and asking, "All right, so Brooks, what's the what's the right way to do this as far as votes and motions and, and things like that?" Mm -hmm. um, then all the other elders uh, on the on the board are usually chair of a committee. All right, so okay. uh, we have the the, uh, the GMT, the Global Missions Team, or the uh, Finance Team of, of a membership. Um, Mm -hmm. So everybody has some kind of responsibility that way to where they, they either are the, the elder liaison or the chair of, of, of one of the, the committees that reports back to the elder board. Right, right. Awesome. And um, last question for you, Kent, is, uh, you know, in scripture we see, you know, the very similar roles of, of elder, pastor, and shepherd kind of used interchangeably. And then there's the role of deacon. Mm -hmm. um, how, how does that differ and what does that look like at high point? 
So at, at High Point, um, a deacon is uh, someone who serves. So like uh, you see people serving communion. All of the people who go up to, to actually serve communion are deacons. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, deacons in virtually every service role that we have. Um, at High Point Church, and deacons are are both men and women. Um, at High Point, um, it's a it's a it's a designation, a, a serving designation. In, in in a lot of cases, it's a stepping stone to becoming an elder. So mm. they, there's not a a voting role or um, or like like that as far as what goes on, but they are uh, another layer. Of, of contact with everybody, the, the congregation within the church, uh, the deacons serve and, and then relate and, and, and bring information, ideas, concerns back to the elders or to the staff. Awesome. Yeah. Well, great. That's a, that's a great uh, overview of what the elders and the deacons do. Um, and if you're listening to this and you have more questions, uh, Definitely bring them up in the next um, membership class discussion that you'll be having or uh, find an elder and, and ask him some questions. And uh, I'm sure he'd be, he'd be happy to answer them and, and uh, point you in the right direction. So yeah. thanks so much, Kent, uh, for being on today. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you around. You're welcome, Tim. And, and yeah, I would encourage everybody to, to, uh, to uh, if, you, if you know who an elder is, just say hi, <laughs> mm-hmm. because there's a there's a, a lot of people and uh, the, the 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 people at High Point change right. We have we all see right. new people all the time, so um, it, it's great. But I, it's also sometimes embarrassing when I you know I, I chair the elder board and there's people at church I don't know. So right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and the elders are all listed on the on the website, so you can see yeah. who the current elders are and yeah. uh, what they're in charge of and and say hi to him in the yeah. in the lobby. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. Well, thanks for yep. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And uh, feel free to bring your questions to the class. Mm-hmm.